I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. If you have an online community or if you've been hesitating to start one, it may be that this one question is keeping you up at night. What do I do when the stuff hits the fan in my community? What do I do when there's conflict? Well, we're going to be talking about exactly that in this episode. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. Earlier this week, I received a Slack message from one of my clients, 911 alert, how do we deal with this? There is somebody in their community that had said some pretty awful things to another community member. Now, I will give this community this. They have not had an incident like this in about three years, so they weren't quite sure how to handle it, and to them, it felt like a really big deal, whereas some of you all may deal with conflict like this on a regular basis, and so, yeah, you're used to this by now, right? But we're going to talk about this because they have a new employee, well, not really a new employee, but one of their employees moving into a new role over the community. And so I was able to really help guide her through making some decisions about how to handle this particular conflict. And so I want to share that with you as well, because here's the deal. Conflict is going to happen. I have another podcast episode where I talk about that specific thing. You don't need to fear conflict. And in fact, you need to expect it and have a plan for it. So hopefully this episode is going to give you the keys that you need to create your plan for when conflict happens, when stuff hits the fan. So this episode is going to give you an outline that you can use to create your own plan so that you feel a little bit more confident in knowing that when stuff hits the fan in your community and there's conflict to deal with, that you have a plan of attack. I've boiled this down to four simple steps. The first step is stop the fire. Stop the fire. I can't tell you how many times I've been supporting communities and community managers, and they come to me when there is conflict happening inside of the community, and the fire is just blazing bright, and it continues to spread as they're waiting on me to get back to them in Slack. If you're a business owner, you've probably experienced the same thing where your community manager or somebody else on your team has come to you with something that is a very obvious issue in the community. And instead of doing something to address it right away and put that fire out before it continues to spread and burn, they are sitting there waiting on your response. So this is your permission right now, if you are the community manager, that you have permission to stop the fire. So what does it 
look like to stop the fire? Well, it depends on what kind of conflict is happening in the community, but at a minimum, just commenting and correcting the behavior that is happening, referencing your guideline and letting them know why this is against the guideline and that it won't be tolerated, that's an easy correction right there. You let the people that are being attacked, if you will, know that they are seen, that they are supported. You let the people who are violating the guidelines know that this won't be tolerated. And sometimes all you have to do is step in with that comment. Now, if you needed to step it up a little bit, one of the things that you could do after you comment is turn the comments off. Sometimes you're not quite sure how to handle something. You're not quite sure that it is a guideline violation because maybe it's in the gray and it's not exactly black and white. In that situation, I would leave a comment just saying, hey, I need time to read through all of these comments or I need time to think about this post and how it might impact our community. So because of that, I'm turning the comments off. I'll come back around and let you know what we've decided. You have complete permission to do that. So you can leave that comment. You can turn the comments off for a period of time while you figure out what you want to do with that particular thread. If you want to escalate it even more, because this is very blatantly obvious, not something that you want in your community, then you can take the step of actually deleting the post. Now, before you delete a post, I always encourage you to document it first. Take screenshots of the post itself. Take screenshots of any of the comments in the community as well, because you'll want to be able to reference them. And sometimes with Facebook, you're able to restore a post or look back at posts that have been deleted, but you can't do that on every platform. So make sure you have a step in there where you take screenshots to document the post and all comments in the post before you delete it or delete the comment because sometimes it's the comment, not the post, that's the problem and you don't need to delete the whole post. All right, then usually the next step, if you have a member that is clearly the one who is engaging in this behavior that is problematic, then you probably wanna mute them if you have the ability to do so. Now again, not all platforms will allow you to do this, but Facebook will. So muting members is great because if this person still on fire inside, still feels like they have a lot to say, they can't use your community as the outlet to be able to say that, which means they're probably going to email support or hit you up in the DMs, which is totally fine. We would rather them do that than to continue to spew their vitriol or whatever it is in the community. But here's the big step with stopping the fire. I don't want you to take it any further than this right? I want you to leave that comment. If you need to escalate it even more, you leave the comment and you turn off comments. Maybe you delete the post. Maybe you need to mute the member. But we're not going to make any big decisions in regards to that person's membership, in regards to reaching out to that individual until you speak to at least one other person. Because decisions made in a silo are often emotional decisions. I have been a part of a team where there was major conflict happening inside of the community and the business owner themselves was being attacked. And that business owner seeing that post made a gut reaction to respond to what was going on in the community. And they made a commitment that when they went back to the team, The team wasn't happy about the commitment that they had made and how they had decided to resolve that particular conflict, but there was no going back. They had already made that commitment. 
And it just wasn't the best way to handle that situation. And they could see that after they talked to team members, but they couldn't see that when they were just operating in a vacuum or in a silo and thinking about it only from their own perspective. Okay, so first step is to stop the fire, but don't make any other big decisions. So the next step is to chat with the team. And maybe the team is just one other person and that's fine, but you need to chat with somebody other than yourself. And for me, sometimes that was my spouse. My spouse was my team and I needed to just talk to him or talk to my best friend about the situation. So if you're a solopreneur, don't think, oh, well, then I can't talk to anybody. There's got to be somebody to talk to. You probably have a community that you're a part of that you could ask for feedback before you move forward. I talk about this a lot. In fact, if you go to episode number 36, I talk about the importance of escalation when it comes to conflict resolution. So if you're thinking like I'm a business owner and the community manager always comes to me for every little tiff inside of the community and I don't want that to happen, that shouldn't be happening. Okay. And I talk about that in episode number 36. So go back and listen to that. But here's what it looks like to chat with the team or to chat with your confidant or whoever you're going to use as your sounding board. You want to share with them a few things. The first thing you want to share is what happened. You want to give them as many details as possible around what happened, which is the situation as well as your research on that individual. So I could come in and I could say, Sally Joe said this really terrible thing to Billy Bob, and this is like really horrible, right? Well, what am I going to want to know as a business owner? I'm going to want the context of, well, how long has Sally Joe been a member? Is this behavior that we've seen from Sally Joe before? Do your research, right? So what programs are they involved in? How long have they been a member? Is there anything that you can search up in the community really quick that would show if she's a very active member? Have we had issues like this before? Like what context do you have around Sally Joe? And same thing, what context do you have around Billy Bob? Now, if it's just two people, that's pretty easy to do. If it's a whole lot of people, it's a problem, right? We don't want to take all of that time to research all those people. But I think in most situations, there's like one or two people that are kind of leading the charge here. But let's get a little bit of context around those individuals as much as possible. So we're going to share what happened. We're going to share what you did. So here's what happened. Here's some context. And here's what I did already. I left this comment. Here's what it said. I turned off comments. That's what I've done. Here's why I decided to do that, because this post violates this guidelines in these ways. Usually it's pretty obvious. Like if we're talking about this kind of conflict resolution, usually it's a really, really obvious post where it's like, clearly this is not okay, or we're just not sure if it's not okay. But it's not like, oh, like they posted a link to their sales page and they shouldn't have done that. That's not the kind of stuff we're talking about. We're talking about hateful comments towards other members or towards people groups, like all of that kind of stuff. So what happened? What I did? why I did it, and here are my recommended next steps. Yes, you actually need to come with a plan. You can't come to the table desperate going, here's what I did. I don't know. What should I do? It's your job to know what to do as the community leader. It is your job to know what to do. So you've got to take it as far as suggested next steps. And we can talk a little bit about what those next steps could be. But What are the suggested next steps? You want to get feedback then from your sounding board or from your team. 
And this is important too, especially if you have a larger team, you have other community managers, you have the business owner, you have support team, they need to be looking at the context that they have about these individuals. So they might look at Sally Joe, one of the other community managers may say, Oh my gosh, I've deleted so many of her posts in the last two months. This is ridiculous. Or the business owner go may go, Oh, I've known Sally Joe for years. This isn't like her. Or support may say, you know, Sally Jo just wrote in last week and was complaining about XYZ, and she always treats us like crap whenever she's in the support channel. That additional context from other team members is really important, so you want to gather that when you can. And then as a team or as a sounding board, you get that feedback, and then you make a decision about your next steps. So next steps can be decisive next steps. We are going to just leave it as is. We are going to delete the post and just call it a day. We are going to delete the member, let them know they've been deleted, or they can be information gathering next steps. So sometimes we do need additional information. And this is where I talk about giving people the benefit of intent or the benefit of the doubt. Now, there are some scenarios where there is no benefit of the doubt or or benefit of intent. Like it is very obvious you're spewing hate in our community. But sometimes it's not like a member to exhibit this kind of behavior. And so we want to dig a little bit deeper because everybody has their own story and stuff that is going on. And oftentimes there is opportunity for reconciliation and redemption. I always like to believe that, and I'm sure you like to believe that as well. So sometimes we need to ask questions, and really that's the next step. So we have this stop the fire, chat with the team. The next thing is do the stuff. What is the stuff? Like do the actions, do the decisions. What is it you said you are going to do? But I don't want you to think that that is always to immediately delete the post or remove the member. Sometimes you need to ask questions to seek understanding and then decide. And that's what we did in this scenario. This member had not been super active, but in the activity that they had, they really hadn't exhibited this kind of aggressive um, and hateful behavior. And so what we decided to do was have the team member reach out to this member and just say, hey, I noticed this and this isn't like you, can you help me understand where this is coming from? And we had pre-decided as a team that if they decided to defend what they had said, that they were going to be out because they were not a safe person for our community. But that if they recognized how their approach was wrong and sought reconciliation with us and with the other member that they had hurt, that we would be open to them staying right? Unfortunately, this member defended very much in depth what they had done. Okay, so we did make the decision then to remove that member, which can always be a decision that you make. But sometimes there is that window of reconciliation, and you want to ask some questions to seek some understanding to see if there is an opportunity for that. You also don't want to forget about the member that has been hurt. It's not always that kind of scenario. But sometimes there's a clear victim in the conflict situation. And if so, this is the opportunity for you to reach out to them and let them know that you saw it, that this is not okay, and that you are taking further action to make sure that this doesn't happen again. It's not typical in the community. You want them to feel safe. And then, you know, address any of the issues that came up inside of their original post or original comment. 
So you don't want to forget about them. So we're going to ask questions, potentially seek some understanding. We're going to provide comfort or reassurance and reach out to maybe somebody who's a victim in the situation. And then sometimes we are going to remove a member. So I want to give you a little bit of advice on this. When you remove a member, the first place you want to remove them from is your community. It's always your community. So if you remove them from the membership site, from the content area first, and they see that, and then they can go into the community and say something about it, we don't want that. So we remove their voice to our community. That's the first thing we shut off. And then we go through and we remove everything else. And you just want to keep in mind that you want to remove them, assuming you're removing their access from everything. You also want to remove them from any free communities you may have. You may even want to ban them from your public pages, ban them from your, block them from Instagram, block them from your Facebook page, all of that kind of stuff, depending on how severe it is. Sometimes it's really severe and you just need to like keep them out of your world, but you have full permission to do if you want. And then there are occasional situations where you have a designated content area, right? And then a community area. And this person is no longer a fit. They no longer have permission to be in your community, but you are okay with them having continued access to the content, then you have the ability to do that. You can ban them and block them from the Facebook group and let them know they can keep access to the content because you want them to continue learning. You want them to see success, whatever it is. Like you can do this however you want. But going back to another episode that I have, which is episode number eight, I think I say, I call it why you don't need to fear conflict. But I talk about realignment moments in there. And one of the things I talk about is how as leaders of a community, you endure this battle of having to do what is best for the community overall, and not necessarily for that individual member. You always have to have that hat on of I'm thinking about what is best for the community overall and not this individual member. So keep that lens when you are trying to make the decision about what you're going to do. And then yes, finally, like sometimes you're going to refund. I get asked this question a lot. If I remove an annual member from my membership because they have violated the guidelines, do I then need to refund them? I mean, there's maybe something in your terms that says that you don't, but I mean, why? Like, do you want that money? I don't think you do. So you can do a prorated refund that basically has them pay the monthly rate for however many months they've been in your community, but then refund the rest. That's often something that's received pretty well, but it's just, it's honestly not a battle worth fighting. But monthly people are really easy because you just cancel their membership and they're done. And you could also refund them for the previous month that they've paid for if they recently paid for that. But so you want to take all of the action and do all the stuff right? So we've stopped the fire. We've chatted with the team, come up with our game plan. We've done the stuff. And then number four, we are closing the loop. What does closing the loop look like here? Well, first off, ideally, you are working from an existing conflict management plan, okay? And if you don't have one, use this episode and listen to episode number 36 and episode number eight as well, and use those episodes to create your own conflict management plan. Okay. So ideally you're working from a plan. And then what you want to do is you want to go back and you want to review the plan and you want to update it as needed. So if you don't have one already, you need to create one. But then after you get done with a conflict situation like this, you want to go back and review that plan and update it as needed. And you want to loop your team members in as to what was done. So you come back, you basically do a report of like, 
this is what happened. This is what we said we were going to do. This is what we did. And here's, again, the process. It's updated. Here's what it looks like, right? So we, we loop back around to our team to keep them informed, to let them know that the loop has been closed with this particular member or in this conflict situation. The other thing that you need to do sometimes is reach out to specific community members that have been involved. Sometimes it's an isolated incident. Like I said, maybe there's like a clear victim. Maybe there's other people that were kind of on the fence but weren't removed from the group. And you need to circle back around to those people to just let the people that were the victims, if you will, of this know that you have handled this. This member has been removed from the group or you've discussed this with this member. This won't be happening again. You need to circle back around to them to give them some closure. And then sometimes there's some people that maybe you're not removing from the group, but they were a party to what was happening and they need a gentle reminder of the guidelines and to be informed of what will happen if they continue to violate the guidelines in a very kind way, kind and loving way. Here's our culture, fall online or get out. (laughs) It's just kind of how it is, right? But sometimes we have to come back with that gentle reminder on an individual basis. And then the other thing that you may need to do to close the loop is to close the loop of the community as a whole. This doesn't happen very often. It happened a lot more often during the pandemic and all of that, where we were having community-wide conflict, but usually it's just like little posts here and there and little things between members. But for a community-wide conflict, you need to go back into the community and you need to address this for all to see. And if you want to do that, I want you to go listen to episode number eight. That's the realignment moment that I talk about. It is so important. It's where you reset the guidelines. You remind them of the guidelines, but you set the tone. You go back to establishing the culture and often your culture is stronger because of it. But I break that down in episode number eight. All right. So what do you do when stuff hits the fan in your community? Well, first off, you expect it and you have a plan. And here is how you're going to develop your plan. First, how are we going to stop the fire? Two, we're going to make sure that we chat with the team, have a sounding board of some sort before we make a decision. Once we've made that decision, now we're going to actually take action on that decision. We have lots of options that we can do for that. And then we're going to make sure that we close the loop, close the loop with our team, close the loop with individual community members, close the loop with the community as a whole. Okay, as you'll see, this isn't a one size fits all for every team. And it's also not a one size fits all for every situation, which is why I say you have to go back and be updating this on a regular basis. Because what you'll find is that over time, you start to develop different iterations, different levels of response, if you will, for different aspects of conflict or violation of guidelines that may come about. So this SOP, this document, this plan should be living and breathing, and it should get more detailed and robust over time. All right, but here's how we just keep it simple. Stop the fire, chat with the team, or get a sounding board before you make a decision, then act out that decision, and then close the loop and come back around with all those that need that loop closed. All right, friends, I want to remind you that conflict is a part of growing a community. I talked in, I think, maybe episode five or six about this life cycle of a community and how storming is a healthy part of that. So it will happen. If it hasn't happened in your community, it will happen. And hopefully after this episode, you are not going to be afraid, but you're going to go into it confidently because you have a plan. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. 
Until next time. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access.